My Mac Podcast number 41. The next generation of radio, it's the MyMac.com Podcast. from the MyMac.com studios. It's your hosts, Tim Robertson and Chad Perry. Hey, it's MyMac.com podcast. This is Chad. I'm Tim, and uh, it's the beginning of September, so most of the kids are probably back in school yet. Unfortunately, there's a lot of kids not enjoying class right, right now. Right. And uh, we're going to get to all the MyMac stuff here in a little bit as our... Uh, theme comes to a close musically and uh, kind of wanted to talk about something a little bit more important right right now you know people are listening to this on their iPods and on their computers and some people probably even burn it to CD and listen to it that way mm-hmm. it may not have a, a personal digital music player or you could be listening to it at work through an yeah. mp3 feed so. yeah you know there, there's a lot of different ways people listen to this and right now, you are one of the fortunate ones because yep. you didn't lose everything in the last week. Correct. And, you know, it, imagine everything you own right now, you know, the, the shoes you're wearing, the socks, the underwear, the pants or shorts, the shirt, maybe a jacket, depending on where you live. Imagine all of a sudden, that's all you have. That's mm-hmm. it. And for a lot of people in uh, Louisiana, in Mississippi, and, and Alabama, in Alabama, that is all they have now. Yeah. You know, we always talk about the Apple News and Macintosh and iPod mm-hmm. and you know technology in general. And right now, there's people that you know a week ago was listening to this podcast, and that was a big thing for them. They were enjoying mm-hmm. it. You know, it's good entertainment. I yeah. hope for them. And right now. You know, we're sitting up here in dry Michigan, mm-hmm. and we can't even imagine the devastation that they're going yeah. through. And I don't mean to bring everybody that's listening to this down, but some things are just a little bit more important than, yeah. than I, you know. I can't imagine being stuck in some place where it's hot and you're wet and you can never get dry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a- as we record this... Um, <laughs> It's just total devastation in, mm-hmm. in the South, and we have posted up on the MyMac.com website under the blogs called Hurricane Relief, and uh, we, we we hope that you guys, if you haven't already, go check out that link. It's a link to FEMA, as well as the American Red Cross, mm-hmm. and make a cash donation. Yep, we give you, there's a list of excellent charities there. Choose the charity of your choice, and please give. Yeah, they, they need cash right now. Yeah, and they don't need food to be sent down. They don't need people to jump in their cars and drive down there, thinking they're going to help. Because you're only going to get in the way. That's right. You know, they need cash. They need to be able to buy food for a lot of people and, and put up houses, tents, clean water, portage. I, I can't imagine I, yeah. the, the the magnitude of what they're going to have to do down there because it's 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 unlivable mm-hmm. right now, and you know. Well, they're evacuating an entire city. I mean, what more can you say? Yeah, and, and what's going to happen to that city afterwards? It's not just yeah. one city either. Yeah. It's not just New Orleans. It's mm-hmm. a lot of cities down there, some that are not being reported on the news that we don't know anything about yet. Right. 
and there's there's people that are just completely gone they're missing mm-hmm. and a lot of us I'm sure have seen the uh, MSN um, television shows, CNN, CNN television shows, MSNBC, yeah. all the news stations, of course, are covering almost twenty-four hours and, now. And, so. the, and the heartbreaking stories that you're hearing with people mm-hmm. missing family members, and and you know, it, it's just horrible. And you know, my my thoughts and go out to them. I, I wish yep. there was something I could do. That's I think that's the most frustrating thing for me, anyways. Mm-hmm. I feel like man, I could really help some people, right? But I have no idea. What, I mean, what can I do? Mm-hmm. I had a really good idea. Wouldn't it be great if every hotel in the United States sets aside two rooms for hurricane victims, for the homeless that are now homeless from down there, for six months? Hmm. Just completely free. I mean, you're talking about free water for them, free electricity, free bed. Just let them stay in a room for six months until mm-hmm. they get back on their feet. Of course, they have to prove that they came from down there, otherwise you'd have problems, right. but... I think that would be a, a, a very generous thing to do. Yeah, but that's, I, I think it's a great thing to do. But I also think that, you know, some people are, are going to want to go back. and Oh, a lot of know. people are. And and I don't blame them. If, if it happened here in our hometown, mm-hmm. I'd want to come back and rebuild. Right. But in the meantime, these people need somewhere to sleep. They yes. need somewhere to, to lay down and get dry and take a shower and mm-hmm. eat and get back to somewhat of a normal life until... It's possible to start to rebuild down there. I mean, they, they're right. not even, they're months, I think, probably away from even thinking about rebuilding. Just the cleanup process alone. Well, as the FEMA representative said earlier today, he said, for some of those people, he said, you will never go back home. That's right. And that's a, you know, and we're, we're talking on this podcast about, you know, it, it's not that our topics aren't important and anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just every now and then we just kind of got to step back well, and this think... Well, is, this is too big to ignore. I mean, to, to, to not mention this at all would be crass, I think. So. And I don't. we're not going to devote the whole show to this right. because this doesn't affect everybody in the entire world over. And I don't want to make turn this into a soapbox so I can get up and say, well, you know, how many people are going to help us now that we need it? Or yeah. And I'm not going to do any of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. although I guess I kind of did right there, didn't I? <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, you know, we just wanted to bring it to your attention yep. that we do have a link on our website, and all we're asking is whatever you can give, please give. There's a lot of needy people right now. That's right. Let's uh, jump into the Mac world and our podcast in general. We've mm-hmm. actually got good news right now. Mm-hmm. We're running a new contest. Yes, we are, and this is for... Well, it's called the buy it, uh, the Win, win it, it Before You, you Buy It. That's right. <laughs> And, and what are we? What are, what are they going to win before they? They're going to win, courtesy of our friends over at Roxio, the brand new Roxio Toast Seven. Excellent. We talked about this last week. Really, really, a lot of new features. Uh, Roxio is, or Roxio Toast, I should say, is one of the the premier applications to have on the Macintosh. I mean, it's mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic, and you can win it. Yep. We'll get into more details later in the show, uh, right before our focus segment on how you can win it and mm-hmm. uh, all that sort of thing. We will pick a winner next week. Yep. So this will be a one-week uh, what do you call it? A contest. One-week contest. Yep. So you've got until Tuesday, uh, 12... Well, Jeez, I don't know. It's September... What is next what Tuesday? What is next Tuesday? I, I don't know. Calendar. I don't it's know what next Tuesday is. Tuesday the 6th. Are you? No, that's August. No, this is September. Why does it say August at the bottom? Well, because it's an August calendar, but it has the month before and the oh, month okay. after. So. <laughs> so it's what? 
Tuesday, September 6th. September 6th, which happens to be the day before we record our podcast. And the day before that big announcement is made. Yeah, from and, uh, Apple and Motorola. So yep. we'll get into that more in our MacMinute.com news segment. So, And who knows, maybe even Chris Siebold has something on Not Mac News about that. So, Yeah, could be. Uh, let's see here. Oh, I got an email wanting to know if I still had some Gmail invites. And? That went real well a couple weeks ago. I said, oh, by the way, if you want a Gmail account. Mm -hmm. Yes, I still have. In fact, they just renewed it, so I've got like 99 <laughs> G Gmail accounts to give. Simply send an email to mymacpodcast at gmail.com and put something in the header that will get my attention. Like, I, I would like a Gmail email account, and yep. I'll send you an invite. No problem at all. You don't have to say please. You don't have to. Mm -hmm. you, you don't even have to put anything into the message. I don't care. Yep. I'll just respond and hit invite to Gmail. Mm. Although it would be cool if you guys, you know, sent a little, a nice little letter, and you know, uh, we we love feedback. Yeah, we love hearing from you. So we like regular feedback as far as email, and we like audio feedback. If you guys want to record something and and email it to us. We'd be happy to play it on the show, and that's going to be, again, at mymacpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. We've got a lot of things to go over. We've got quite a bit of news. Mm -hmm. Our focus segment this week is going to be top 10 must-have mm -hmm. Mac items. Yep. But this is pretty much going to be uh, hardware almost exclusively. Mm -hmm. We'll get into the top 10 software to have on a Mac on a later show. Sure. I kind of want to take a poll and see what other people think the top 10, because that I know what my top 10 poll. would be. Yeah. But I don't know what yours would be, or mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think that's probably going to be different for a lot of people. It really depends on what you use your Mac for. I mean, I, I know for me what it'd be. But. Yeah, I mean, if you're a graphic designer, it's going to be such and such programs. Yep. If you do a lot of video work, it's going to be a totally different set of yep. program. Although I will say the prize we're giving away, Roxio Toast, mm -hmm. will help you almost no matter what you do with your Mac. Sure. As long as you can burn, or you need to back up, or fill in the blank. It has a really cool program called CD Spin Doctor a lot of people don't know about. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I've got emails in the past about this. People say, I have this old album. How do I get it into my Mac, and how do I break that up into songs? Well, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, instead of just one long recording, yeah. I want each song to be an MP3 file. Mm -hmm. Well, this program in, inside Toast that ships with it, CD Spin Doctor, actually does that. If you can connect your record player, your turntable, to your Macintosh, if you don't have uh, audio inputs, you can use the Griffin iMic mm -hmm. to do so. That will convert it basically from uh, a mini jack to uh, USB. Yeah. So you can get it into your non-stereo plugged Macintosh. And uh, use CD Spin Doctor. It will actually record the entire album in. Mm -hmm. And it looks for the breaks between songs. You're kidding. So it actually breaks it up and, and you can do anything you need to. Because my wife has been talking about her old albums and how she'd like to get them into iTunes now that she's got a shuffle. So Yeah. How's she liking the, the iPod shuffle? She loves it. Does she? Yeah, she does. She Right now she's just waiting for her little, uh, oh, little FM transmitter. I think Griffin makes it. Is mm. it the Griffin or Extreme Mac? I know we looked it over real quick. I, I couldn't tell you because I don't know what you're looking at. I Chad is, uh, up to this point, Chad has really helped with the podcast. He's the co-host. Um, he do, he helps do a lot with the podcast. However, he really hasn't done anything at mymac.com except for post an occasional rare blog response. <sighs> Fresh Mountain Dew there. Actually, <laughs> so now I have fresh. been assigned the task of reviewing 
Well, I asked. I, I, I asked Chad if. Yes, yeah. he, he did ask. I, I wasn't assigned. No, I, I said. I said, would you like to start doing some product reviews? Because Chad is a technical writer. That's what he does in his day job. Not exclusively, but that is one of the things he has yep. that he does. And so I said, would you like to do some product reviews? Because honestly, they're pretty fun to do for mm -hmm. the most part. I mean, it could be a little tedious if you're looking at programs or hardware that you're just really not all that interested in. Yeah. But by the same token, if you're not interested in it, then you probably shouldn't be doing the review. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, sure. So one of the first things I gave him, uh, I, we're like the, the best friends of Griffin Technologies now or something. Seems like it. I, I know. Every time I turn around, I got a new UPS package from, oh, look, another <laughs> something else from Griffin. And this one is the Tune Box. It's a little, well, you explain what this is. Basically, the Tune Box is, uh, it's basically a little speaker stand that has uh, dual mic, dual speakers on it and a little slot in between just wide enough to slip your uh, iShuffle iPod shuffle into and it uh, does two things one allows you to play your uh, your your iPod shuffle through the speakers and it also has a uh, AC uh, wall plug-in so you can actually charge your shuffle at the same time so you're it, it's basically like a dock with speakers more or less that's exactly does what it, it is. take batteries no. So it's not like a little boombox. No. So it's it is really a a dock, an iPod shuffle dock with two tiny little speakers that are probably each speaker's about I would say what double the size of an actual shuffle. Yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah. And it kind of makes a what kind of shape is that you think? It's almost like a horse like a like a horseshoe? like a letter U. If you look at it straight dead on, it looks like a horseshoe. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, let's be honest, it's not the, the most impressive looking and probably sounding thing, but I think it's darn cute. Yeah, it has a kind of little sleek industrial look like a lot of the uh, uh, Apple stuff does right now. And, of course, it's just plain old white. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed that there's no way to connect that to your computer. No, there so is not. it is a charging dock slash speakers, mm -hmm. but you can't use it to hook up between your iPod Shuffle and your Macintosh. Correct. Okay. Just kind of giving the, the listeners kind of an idea of what it is. And mm -hmm. So look for Chad's review of that coming soon. Yep. Such a complex piece of machinery. It'll probably take him at least three months yeah, to... Yeah, I know. I've got to bust it down. Rigorous <laughs> testing procedures. and. Uh, let's see here. We've got, of course, Not Mac News coming up. We've yep. got the Dashboard Minute. And we want to listen to our sponsors, our buddies at SmallDog.com. And remember, this is the last week you can take advantage of the Small Dog deals. So yep. get on that. In fact, uh, after Monday, Monday this sale is going to end. So they, yep. the day we record this is Wednesday. We actually post it on Thursday. So that gives you basically four days after yep. that. You can't take advantage of this, so let's listen to that. Let's listen to Chris Siebold, and we'll be right back with Chad and Tim. Go back to school with a Mac and get $50 for textbooks at Small Dog Electronics. Right now, when you buy selected iBook, iMac, or PowerBook computers, you get a $50 gift certificate for textbooks at Amazon.com. And that's not all. Microsoft is offering a $35 rebate on the 2004 edition of Microsoft Office for students and teachers. Go back to school with a Mac and extra money in your pocket. Shop today at Small Dog Electronics in Waitsfield and online at smalldog.com. And now, Not Mac News with Chris Siebel. A great many Apple watchers are predicting the imminent release of an iTunes-enabled cell phone. The speculations are fueled by an Apple Music event set for September 7th. Not Mac News 
has learned that while the iPod cell phone will be introduced at the event, the real news will be the release of Steve Jobs' first album. The album covers a wide range of genres and is highlighted by its first single, The World According to Jobs, 101010. In other news, Apple has started a Try a Mac Mini for 30 days, and if you don't love it, send it back marketing gimmick. An Apple executive told Not Mac News that Apple was confident in the program because even if users didn't love the Mini, the machine was small enough they likely couldn't find it to send it back. Not Mac News exclusively on the MyMac.com podcast. No reproduction or description of this segment may be made without the express written consent of Chad Perry and the implied verbal consent of Tim Robertson. I'm going far too long. And we're back from uh, a little quick break there. Chad was still walking into the room. Yep. He didn't know I was going to start recording that quickly, did you? No, I had no clue. <laughs> so, what do we got in the news? Ah, well, the first thing up is really interesting. It's Apple, and Chrissy Bull just mentioned this, Apple introduces Test Drive a Mac Mini. I hmm. like this concept. Uh, three steps to it. Purchase a new Mac Mini from the Apple Store online. You can also go to an, get an Apple keyboard and mouse, such as our new Mighty Mouse. Set it up and start enjoying it. If you don't love it, Call us within 30 days of your order and we'll arrange for you to return the system, including the Apple keyboard and mouse, for a full refund. Hmm. So really, you know, if, if and I know there's Windows users out there listening to our podcast. Mm -hmm. They do every week. Yep. And a lot of them are very interested in switching over to a Mac. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that is quite a big investment. Sure. Of course, if you're coming from a desktop PC with, you know, three or four gigahertz Pentium 4 chip in it and mm -hmm. you go to a Mac Mini, it's going to be slower. There's yep. no question. Yep. But this will give people, you know, 30 days to check out the Mac environment, see if you like it, see if it's something worth your time. Mm -hmm. If it's, it may just be exactly what you're looking for in your new computing experience. And if you don't like it, you just, it's returned. Yep. You know, no foul, no, you know, everything's good to go. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a heck of a deal. Yeah. Even if it's, even if you're a power PC user and you want to check it out and you get the Mac Mini and you, you test it and you like it, you can still send it back and then go ahead and buy the G5, which is going to be 10 times faster. Right. So. Plus more expandable. Yeah. Well, that goes without saying. <laughs> Although, let's be honest, I've, I'm already seeing a lot of peripheral uh, products for the Mac Mini. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we gave one away just a couple weeks ago. Yep. And uh, there's more coming, so you know. Yeah, Weeby Tech uh, just uh, released a similar product. Same yeah. thing as yeah. Yeah. So and, and there's going to be I've read new hard drive upgrade options for it from third parties that you get a faster hard drive, and mm -hmm. um, of course you can always pick up r more RAM for it, like yep. at RamJet.com, one of mm -hmm. our sponsors. So yeah, if Apple introduces test drive a Mac Mini. Give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we've got ADC launches new developer transition resource center. Apple has launched its new developer transition resource center, providing resources to developers preparing for their transition to Intel-based Macs. The DTRC includes documentation of the resources, new technical articles, and five technical sessions from Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference 2005. It provides information on the transition, offers practical guidance on what the transition means for an application, and um, you can read the stories of other developers who have already completed transition projects. In addition, the Apple Developer Connection 
has published Adopting Universal Binaries, which teaches us users how to build Universal Binaries, a new file format that allows an application to run on both PowerPC-based Macs and Intel-based Macs. Because it's going to be important for developers to remember that once Apple releases the first and really the second generation Intel-based Macintosh computers, you're still it's gonna great. Have a lot, yeah. You're going to have a huge... Yeah, it's, it's going to be nice to have those Intel Macs, I'm sure. I'm, I'm guessing, obviously, mm -hmm. we don't have one. Right. We can't, you know, speak for how great it's going to be. But, mm -hmm. like you were just hinting to, yes, huge installed base. Yeah. And you can't ignore those. So, probably compiling all your applications, at least for the next few years, uh, using the universe of binaries is going to be really the way to go. Yeah. And companies are just going to have to do it if they want to support the Mac platform. Mm -hmm. And I think supporting the Mac platform is going to become easier and easier and more economical viable mm -hmm. in the future. And let's be honest, the halo effect is true and it's out there and there's people buying Macs right now, so you're going to have to support the current user base. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to make money, that's yeah. kind of what it's all about. Uh, next news item from MacMinute.com, Safari update released for Panther and Tiger. Apple has released Safari 2.0.1 update for Tiger and Safari 1.3.1 update for Panther via its software update utility and on the web. Apple says that both releases improve website compatibility, application stability, and support for third-party web applications. Other than that, they really didn't say what it was about. They, they didn't say what it fixes or yeah. go into specifics, and I checked. I did update it on my uh, laptop, my, my G4 PowerBook. Mm -hmm. I didn't update it yet on my PowerMac G5, So, yeah. but I, I didn't have any problems on the uh, older machine. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess actually, technically, my PowerBook is newer than the G5. Yeah. It's just not as fast. <laughs> <laughs> Although, honestly, the longer I use the PowerBook to, to do writing on, the more I enjoy it over over the standard Apple keyboard that really? comes with the G5. Yeah, I'm just getting used to it. I like the tactile sensation of the laptop mm. better than the tactile sensation of a of, of that white keyboard that comes with the G5s and the mm -hmm. iBooks or the uh, iMacs and the yeah. Emacs and all that. I, I, you know, I wish, and somebody actually emailed me. Um, geez, it's been a little bit now. Mm -hmm. The last time we mentioned our MacMod. Yeah. Somebody emailed me a question saying, could you, or do you know anybody who could do this, is create a laptop-like keyboard for my desktop Mac? Mm. In other words, he wanted the, the metallic-like keys mm -hmm. and that tactile sensation from a laptop, but he wants to use it on his G5. And I said, really, I, I have no clue. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anybody who could do it, and I don't think I could do it. I could probably do it, but I would want a lot of money because it would take me a long time to, to Figure, get that. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, we'll get into more MacMod information a little bit if I remember as well. Mm -hmm. Next news item from MacMinute.com. Apple's special event on September 7th. Apple has sent out invitations to members of the press for a special event on Wednesday, September 7th at the Moscone Center in San Francisco. Note CNETnews.com, 1,000 songs in your pocket changed everything. Yeah, but uh, we, <clears throat> we didn't get an invite. No, we didn't. No. The invitation reads, alluding to the release of the first 5 gigabyte. 5 gigabyte iPod nearly 4 years ago. Here we go again. As usual, details on the announcement have spawned a plethora of rumors, but CNET notes that record company ex executives have said recently that Apple has been seeking licenses to distribute a wide variety of music videos through the iTunes Music Store, and that the computer company has told them of plans to unveil an iPod that plays video. Mm, sorry, there you go. Yep. Um, a little bit of rumor, a little bit of speculation, and a lot of bit of nothing. 
Yeah, we'll find out. Well, actually, when we record this next podcast next week, Podcast mm-hmm. 42, not only will we be revealing the winner of Toast 7 from Roxio... We'll probably be discussing whatever it is that Apple's going to be releasing that day. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out what products that we're going to have to pick up next because we're going to want them. Yep. <laughs> uh, in other news, I got this off Forbes.com. Uh, the breaking news email alert issued to reporters Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. that's yesterday morning for us, uh, by Creative Labs was bound to attract attention. It trumpeted news that the company had received a patent for an important interface used in portable media players. The alert named Apple Computer four times, noting that Creative Labs had applied for its patent well before iPod hit the market. The implication, as subtle as a freight train, was that Creative planned to assert its patent against Apple. Creative refers to its patent awarded earlier this month as the Zen patent, which is the same name as the new Zen Vision and the soon-to-be-released Zen Microphoto portable media gadgets. The patent covers the intuitive progression from one screen to a more specific next one. For example, blah, 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 blah. Um, McHughes said Creative applied for the patent on, July, or on January 5th, 2001 and had already shipped more than 100,000 Nomad MP3 players using the Zen patent before Apple's iPod was announced 13 months later. The patent was awarded August 9, 2005. McHugh wouldn't comment on why Creative waited three weeks to make the announcement. I, I think it was probably he was marshalling the lawyers. Yep. McHugh says that Creative would likely take action to protect its patents, but he v- provided few specifics. We are definitely examining all alternatives, Ms. McHugh said. We're extremely committed to protecting our intellectual property and pro- patent rights. <laughs> I don't know if he actually t- sounds like that, but that's okay. I'm going to do that again. We are definitely examining all alternatives. <laughs> We're extremely committed to protecting our intellectual property and patent rights. A flurry of patent infringement conjecture has swirled around Apple recently after in May the company was denied a patent for technology surrounding its iPod interface. Some news reports suggested that Apple might be infringing on patents filed by arch-rival Microsoft, but Microsoft's patent executives said the two were not related. We're definitely examining all of our alternatives because our players aren't selling for crap, and, and Apple... Apple's selling a lot of their players, and we would like a royalty of... We want to be fair. We want to be, like, I don't know, $5 per iPod. And if that's the case, we don't even have to make our own MP3 players anymore. (laughs) We'd be much more successful just by protecting our property and intellectual rights. (laughs) Actually, kind of hurts my nose doing that. Yeah, I got kind of like mentally squeeze my nose. Well, of course, you know, lawyers get four bucks about every five bucks they get, so probably won't do them that much good. That is our news. Yep. With the news out of the way, let's check out the dashboard minute from Guy Searle. That was kind of my radio announcer's voice there. Yeah, yeah. Now that the news is over, let's check out the Dashboard Minute. With guy, Cyril. Hi, Guy. Let's hear it. You're listening to the Dashboard Minute, exclusively on the MyMac.com podcast. Hello. Hello. Hello, everyone. Thanks once more for being here. I'm Guy Searle, and welcome again to the Dashboard Minute. There are some recent rumors floating around from ThinkSecret.com that the next update to Apple's Macintosh operating system 10.4 Tiger, this would be 10.4.3, 
will include some bug fixes for Dashboard. No word on what exactly those bug fixes are, but I'll let you know as soon as I find out. In other Dashboard-related rumors, it is being reported that Apple's .Mac service will soon include some widgets exclusively for .Mac users. Some of the rumors being bandied about are widgets for .Mac Mail and .Mac Backup. Nothing concrete so far, but if true, will make paying for the .Mac service from Apple a little less painful. Of course, dropping the price of .Mac a bit might do that as well. Boy, that was a idea. There's a great puzzle widget for those that like math and logic problems from Orbita Media called iSudoku. The way this puzzle works is that you have nine blocks, each block containing nine squares. You must enter the numbers one through nine in such a way that they are not repeated in any row or column in any other block. Several numbers are posted in each block to get you started and to give you an idea on where the remaining numbers should go. There are several other functions available like hints to help you if you're stuck, reset and clear, new puzzle, and just in case you're completely clueless on what to do next, a solve button. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. No internet connectivity is required to enjoy this game. iSudoku is about a 100k download and can be found at Apple's dashboard website or at the author's website, which is www.orbitamedia, that's O-R-B-I-T-A-M-E-D-I-A dot com. A little more useful for us traveling folks is a really handy widget called A2B. Like many of the online map sites, this program takes address A and gives you clear directions on how to get to address B. Uh, hence the name A2B. It comes from the fine folks at, ooh, how to say this, CocoAid.com and is remarkably easy to use. On both the A and B side, enter the address in one box and the city, state, and zip code in the one beneath it. It then goes out to Yahoo Maps and returns in the dashboard environment with the directions to get where you need to go. Information provided includes which direction to turn, the street or highway names, and how far in miles before your next turn comes up. As a test, I entered my address near Washington, D.C. to go both to my old house in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and the home of my mother-in-law in Boise, Idaho. In both cases, the routes suggested were the most straightforward. The widget is probably only going to be useful for residents in the United States and Canada, since it's limited to the road and highway systems of those two countries. Uh, well, so finding the best route for that bistro that was recommended in Paris, France from Frankfurt, Germany, won't be possible in, with this rendition of A to B. Sorry about that. Under the Isn't That Nice section, one other feature is that printing the information returned is supported, so you don't have to drive with your laptop open. That certainly makes it easier to use as well. Internet connectivity is required for this widget to operate, but broadband probably won't be needed to use it and use it well. Like most widgets, you can find it at Apple's dashboard website or go to the author's website at www.cocoade.com forward slash a2b.html. It's about a 96K download, and if you ever need driving directions quickly, without having to go to some online site with your browser, you'll find this very useful. 
it has a permanent place in my dashboard dock, well, in, until something better comes along anyway. Any questions or comments about the Dashboard Minute? Maybe you have a widget you'd like me to review. If you do, send me email to dbminute at gmail.com. That's it for now. I appreciate your listening, and I hope you'll join me next time right here on the Dashboard Minute on the MyMac.com podcast. Bye-bye. And it's contest news time here at MyMac.com. So, Tim, what are we going to have to throw in for the contest this time? This time, all you have to do... I'm going to stop talking like that now. It's kind yeah. of annoying, I guess. Yeah. All you guys have to do is send an email to contest at MyMac.com. In the subject line, put Roxio Toast 7. Or I'll accept Toast 7. You don't have to put the Roxio part in there, but... I prefer Roxio Toast 7. And, of course, include your name and address That's right. in, in the, the body of the in email. In the body of the email. And uh, we're just going to randomly select a winner from all the contest entries. Using our selection randomizer provided by Jared Zellick. There you go. Thanks, Jared, again, for the uh, really cool Apple script. It really makes picking a winner much easier. <laughs> I mean, last time we had, you know, well over 3,000 entries to the Adobe Creative Suite 2 contest. Yeah. And printing those out and cutting them up and actually putting them in a bowl to select a winner, ugh, mm-hmm. that would have been horrible. So Jared really came through for us that time. Yep. Um, did you say his last name? Zelik. That's right. If you guys go to zeliksoftware.com, I believe that's it. Let me, I'm going to pull that up real quick because I want to make sure I get it right. Yes. You want to send you the right place. E-K. and I think it's software.com. Yes, it is. ZelikSoftware.com, Z-E-L-E-K Software.com, and uh, check out some of the stuff that uh, Jared's made. It's some pretty cool stuff. I like yeah. this one that uh, uh, iPod flashcards. That looks pretty interesting. I need to spend a little time and go uh, check that out a little bit more. I also like the iPom i <laughs> iPoms. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking there. Uh, iTunes album artwork locator 1.8 is mm. up there too. So. Could be some pretty cool stuff. I need to spend a little time. I'm always on the outlook for really cool stuff for the Mac. Yep. And with that out of the way, we uh, do want to get into our two focus segments. As I said earlier, uh, top ten must-have Mac items is going to be our main focus segment. But I've got something else I wanted to talk about first. Do you have a bone to pick? Yes, I do have a bone to pick, <laughs> as a matter of fact. Um, should we stop recording so I can go pick it? or? No, you can just pick it right, right here, here, obviously. Yeah, it has never stopped you before. All right. I was an IT manager for a pretty big company. Mm-hmm. And as the IT manager, uh, I like to get new publications, not only for myself as a as an administrator of all things technical, usually mm-hmm. about Macs, but uh, it could be Adobe software type of technical journals, uh Windows NT because that was our servers at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. I got a lot of technical journals for Windows NT. And because we were a design studio, I also got stuff like understanding Photoshop or advanced Photoshop type stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was for the designers. And I would just get these, sometimes it was a magazine, sometimes a small journal, whatever it was, and I would put them back by them so they could, you know, share them and look at them. And they did. And, mm-hmm. and it really came in handy. Well, one of the things that I subscribed to was from Element K Journals. Uh-huh. And they had what was called the Mac Authority. And quite honestly, I would never have got it if I didn't work there because, you know, 
at the company, I didn't have to pay for the subscription. Right. And the subscription was $127 or so mm-hmm. for a year. And yeah. there's just no, there's no magazine out there for me anyways that's worth anything near that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a huge price. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I quit working there, um, one of the girls that worked up front, her name was Melissa, knew that I had subscribed to these little journals. Mm-hmm. So being the nice person that she was, she just actually forwarded them to me. Mm-hmm. Um, return to sender, this is the new address, whatever it was. Right. And they started coming to my home address, which I thought, well, that's, that's yeah, nice of her. Sure. Uh, I let them lapse. I wasn't reading them too much myself. And mm-hmm. even the ones that I was, I wasn't really getting too much out of it. it most of the time, it was pretty basic information or stuff that I already knew or had found online before. Yeah. That's not to demean the content. It just wasn't good enough for me. Mm-hmm. I was just a little bit too advanced for a lot of the stuff. Yeah. So uh, they stopped coming, and I got all the, hey, last notice, and, you know, renew now, your, your mm-hmm. subscription's going to be canceled. I just threw those away because I didn't want it anymore. Right. Well, that's been a couple years ago. Well, yeah, you, your daughter's two now, and it was before Brooke was born. So. Right. So it's, it's yeah. been a couple years. Yep. What do I get in the mail but another copy, and I'm holding it right here in my hand, from Element K Journals, the mm-hmm. Mac Authority. Mm-hmm. Now you can see that... It's color, but it's it's on very cheap stock paper, and it's 12 mm-hmm. pages long. And every bit of this, from what I'm looking at, you can see the editor's note, and the editor is this uh, Ron Wilder. Mm-hmm. He wrote the first one. He wrote the second one. Every bit of this thing is written by the same guy, and that's mm-hmm. great. You know, if, right. if he's that multi-talented to write 12 pages a month of this. Mm-hmm. That that's pretty cool, and sure. and most of his information I did glance through it is uh, could be very helpful for a lot of Mac users. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many Mac users want to spend 127 bucks for eight pa- or for eight, 12 pages a month of content, but yeah. maybe there are some people. I'm not one of them, right? But I figured, okay, they're just trying to get me back as a subscriber. Mm-hmm. I don't blame them. I mean, subscription is down across the board for everybody, right? Uh, un- unless you're like. Um, celebrity gossip type of thing those are actually up but everything else is down so I didn't mind that they sent me a free copy trying to entice me back in Mm -hmm. then it turns out I get two or three different journals I mean Photoshop user Illustrator I start getting a couple of these and I'm like "Eh, you know what fine they're trying to get me back but I'm really not interested Mm -hmm. so Chad here's the invoice that I get and so you can see how much it is, 127 bucks, and this one is for Inside Photoshop. But That's more, 147 bucks with $20 discount. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, if you pay within 30 days, you get a 20% or $20 gift stuff. But here, here's the actual envelope it comes in. Uh huh. Okay. Who is now? These magazines came directly to me. Okay. Right. Who is this invoice for? Number one, remember, people, I did not order these again. Mm-hmm. Who is it for? Go ahead, read that right there. Attention accounts payable. Yeah. And, then and that's my, your address. <laughs> yeah, accounts payable. Now, how many places the accounts payable is the same person subscribing to the magazine? Never. Never. Well, or at least very, 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 very Unless rare. you're the accounts payable guy. But yeah, but otherwise, no. So yeah. what's going to happen to this in a company? Oh, that that's going away. Yeah, this is going to go to the accounts payable people. Yeah. And the guy that didn't order this magazine... Mm-hmm. Didn't really want it again because he didn't renew a subscription mm-hmm. the first time. He's going to start getting this again. Why? Because I think this is deception. Mm-hmm. Sending it to an accounts payable person 
instead of the person that actually subscribed. So right. they're trying to backdoor people into getting a subscription. Mm -hmm. You notice this in great big letters, so my mailman can see this. It says second notice. In great big huge letters. Yep. So now my mailman thinks I'm some kind of a scum not paying my bills because, oh look, he's got something that's second notice already. Mm -hmm. And then we got up here, It does, by the way, it doesn't say who it's from if you notice that. Right. It just has a P.O. box address in mm -hmm. Rochester, New York. And then it says important, open immediately. And you got to read this. This cracks me up in the little box right there. If addressing name is incorrect, please forward this document to an authorized employee representative immediately. Yeah. So they are big time trying to backdoor mm -hmm. getting people to subscribe to their magazines. I can't stand that. I think yeah. that is BS, number one. Okay? Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, um, and the people writing the magazine, or, or these journals... For instance, like I was talking about earlier, John or uh, Ron Wilder, mm -hmm. he's obviously not doing this. This is mm -hmm. the subscription people, right? So uh, I was like, you know, this is just a bunch of, of, of BS. And then I, I actually opened one of these and I look, and uh, you know, it's it's please write account number on your check when you're paying and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking on here, and I'm like, you know what? This doesn't say trial issue or or anything like that. Mm -hmm. it, it looks like I ordered this, and now I have to pay it. In fact, this yeah. is the second notice, right? Mm -hmm. But it does have a phone number up here. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to call them and tell them I didn't order this. Right. And I don't, you know, I don't really appreciate these bills up. coming sure. to my name. I mean, because I think that's this crap. Mm -hmm. And remember, this isn't just one of these journals that they're sending me these invoices to. I am getting, I, I made a partial list that I can remember. Mm -hmm. uh, not only are they sending invoices for the Mac Authority, they are also sending me invoices for Photoshop Fundamentals, Inside Photoshop, Inside Illustrator, Inside Adobe InDesign, in Inside Cork Express, Creative Designer, and uh, what was this other one? Um, oh, the Mac Administrator. Mm. And there's a couple other ones. So I'm getting like seven or eight of these envelopes that are like second notice and you know a, a, a tension accounts payable and I'm just like you know that's deceptive yeah I don't care how good your publication is that's deceptive mm-hmm so they do provide a 800 number customer service yep that number is by the way 1-800-223-8720 I tried calling it for three days yeah three days I've been calling this so what happens when you call to tell them to stop mailing these under false and deceptive circumstances to you. What Chad, just happened? let's go to the tape. Oh, no. All right, trying Element K Journals again. Our customer relations department is currently in a meeting. Hmm. Please leave your name, number, account number if available, and we will return your call as soon as possible. Please note, if you are calling to cancel a sample account, we will need the nine-digit number beginning with the numeral nine that is on the piece you received. We will delete this information from our database, but you will not receive a return phone call. Please note, we do ship third-class mail. Therefore, you may receive more notices from us over the next 60 days. Disregard these notices 
there is no obligation. We thank you for your call and have a nice day. I'm sorry that mailbox is full. Please try later. Thank you for calling. Goodbye. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that, that's, that's what that's you just get. like Kafka esque. It's like the trial. What am I doing here? What am I being arraigned for? You know you're guilty. You know you're guilty. What, what do I do? You know. <laughs> so, so, leave your nine digit phone number. Bye bye. I've been calling this for, uh, uh, for, I was calling it for three days, right? Yeah. Okay. On the fourth day, the day after I made that recording, Mm -hmm. I called after hours. Number one, what meeting are they in for three days? <laughs> what kind of meeting is that? And that's what that's it always That's a marathon says. meeting. Oh, I guess. And then uh, you call after hours, and it rings, and it rings, and it rings, and then it puts you through. And then you have to select which magazine you want to go to, mm -hmm. which in this case is Element K Journals. Mm -hmm. So I go to that address or on the, you know, on the telephone. Sure. And then it, it just, you're on hold forever. No one ever picks up. But during the message, she actually said uh, to leave the message and leave the nine-digit account, or the, the nine-digit number that starts with a nine. Right, the, the sample like account that. number that starts yeah. with a nine. Right, yeah. okay. Here's the envelope. Do you see a number nine on here? Any number with a number nine? No. No. Here's the invoice. Do you see anything that has a number nine on there that starts with a number nine? No. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all, right? Okay, maybe no. it's not on the invoice. Well, here, we got right in our hand the Mac Authority, the sample issue they sent. Do you see anything on there that starts with the number nine? No. No. Other than page nine. <laughs> so, how am I supposed to unsubscribe for this if I can't leave a message because their mailbox is full, no one ever picks up the phone, and there's no customer number that starts with the number nine on any of the materials that they have sent me. Ah, yeah. Like I said, cop task. What yeah. can you say? So there, there you go. That's my little segment about Element K journals. If uh, if you were thinking about subscribing, don't. go ahead. No, no. I'm not going to say don't. All I, right. You you've seen what happened to me. I didn't even subscribe, and already I'm getting you know eight or nine. Um, second notices, invoices that I mean, I mean, if you if you're the mail carrier, and I know my mail carriers because I was a mailman mm -hmm. for a number of years, a number of years ago, mm -hmm. and you see the second notice, it looks like you're a dirt bag. Yeah, it looks like you don't pay your bills, and I'm sorry, it's a bill that I didn't request in the first place. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of perturbed about that. I, I don't. Well, rightfully so. Yep. So you know, I, I'm going to keep calling. You watch after we record this podcast and get it posted. They'll start picking up that 800 number. You watch. Just watch. <laughs> I bet. Well, more next week. We'll have a little update on Ellen K. Journals and Tim's uh, Odyssey with them. No. No, we won't because I'm just going to throw all this crap in the garbage when it comes. Yeah? Yeah. What do I want it for? I didn't ask for it. I'm not going to respond to their their deceptive um, letters. Second yeah. notice and attention accounts payable. I just, that's just crap. You mm. know what? If, if your business model is hurting that badly, where you have to try to deceive people to subscribe to your content, mm -hmm. maybe the problem isn't subscriptions. Maybe the problem is your content. Mm. Just my opinion. Yeah. And I could be wrong. All right. The last part we're going to, or the last segment we're going to go into is. Uh, top 10 must have Mac items. 
And uh, this is just a quick list that I put together. I, I was sitting there thinking uh, before we recorded the show today, we need something else for the uh, for the feature segment. I knew I wanted to go into Element K and I wanted to play that recording, mm-hmm. but I also wanted something else. I sure. thought, how about the top ten things that I think that are uh, must-have for the Mac item? Yeah. So number one is... A newer Macintosh. With a question mark. Do you need a new Macintosh? You don't, I know. That's no, because I just I just got one recently. Right, so. and mm-hmm. and I've got a 1.8 gigahertz G5. Sure, I could use a faster one, but mm-hmm. I don't need a new Macintosh right now. Right. But a lot of people out there are sitting on like G3 iBook or mm-hmm. uh, G3 uh, iMacs and mm-hmm. older G4s. I mean, a lot of people. Well, like in all honesty, like I've like I've said several times, I would have kept my G4 had the motherboard still been good. Yeah, because it, it was working fine. Yeah, sure. It wasn't the, it wasn't half as fast as what you've got now. Oh no! But it was getting the the work done. Right. And you had upgraded it out the, phew. Yeah, I tweaked it about as far as it can be tweaked. So, and it was a good machine. Yep. I mean, it didn't. Other than when the motherboard went bad, I mean, mm-hmm. it was good up until that point. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty rare for a Mac to lose a motherboard like that. I yeah. don't see that very often. So the question is, do you upgrade your Macintosh now, or do you wait for the Intel-based Macs? And the, and the mm. short answer is, if you need a Macintosh now, buy one now. Yep. That machine is not going to be obsolete. I'm so sick of people saying, oh, you buy a new computer now, and it's obsolete tomorrow. Mm. I absolutely hate that. I just want to yep. smack people who say that stupid crap. It is not obsolete. It may not be the fastest the next day, mm-hmm. but it's far from obsolete. Right. I know people out there still using clamshell iBooks, and they're just fine. Yeah. I know people who are using Mac OS 9. They're not on Mac OS 10 yet, mm-hmm. and they're just fine. That's not an obsolete machine. Right. You know, it works fine. But if you need a Mac, you don't need to wait. Just go ahead and buy one. Mm-hmm. It's, it, the developers, and this was part of our mm-hmm. news today, are going to be creating software that's going to work on the yep. Power PC and the Intel chips for years to come. I don't expect them to completely abandon the Power PC to, at the very earliest, probably 2008, early 2009. Right. You know, they're going to be supporting them for a good number of years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, number two, and this is assuming you already have a newer computer, <laughs> you're going to want to get Tiger. Tiger is uh, the very best version of the Mac OS so far. And I'm including the classic versions. It is the first Mac OS X release that is actually as fast as Mac OS 9.2 was on my G4. Mm. Spotlight alone, I think, is worth the price of admission. That is handy. Um, that saves me so much time now. Tiger is fast. It's stable. It just works. It's got features that I love. And once mm-hmm. you get used to the dashboard, once you get used to Spotlight, it's hard to go use a Mac that doesn't have those, yeah. especially Spotlight. So if you don't have <clears throat> Tiger yet, and you've got a machine that's capable of running it, yep. you got enough RAM, you got enough hard drive, blah, 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 what are you waiting for? Go get it. It's <laughs> so worth it. It yep. really is. Number three. And I put that in there three times. RAM, RAM, RAM. Yeah, you never get enough when you buy your new computer, so you definitely want to make sure you get some with it. Yep, even though the Macs are coming with, uh, across the board now, 512 megabytes of RAM and all the machines, minimum, mm-hmm. from Apple, you're going to want to upgrade that. A half a gig of RAM is, is a good start. Yeah, but if you really want smooth performance, uh, we've discussed this before too, you really do need at least a gig. You do. Uh, nowadays, um, yes, I love Tiger. It's RAM hungry. Mm-hmm. But then again, almost all OSs 
are nowadays. I mean, they just want the Ram. Yeah. So go out, buy some new Ram. Check out our uh, sponsor, Ramjet.com. They've got some really good prices on Ram on Absolutely. for any Mac model that you've got, including mm -hmm. going way back. I couldn't believe I've looked at some of their lists. Mm -hmm. They've got Ram going way back to, like, Quadras and stuff. I'm like, who wow. the hell is buying Ram for a Quadra nowadays? <laughs> you know? Talk about a waste, but hey, you never know. It's, if it's still a good machine, yeah, keep using it. What the heck? Number four. A better mouse. <laughs> Some people have been using the, the standard Mac mouse that came with their Macintosh, and they'll say, I'm perfectly happy with it. What can you do with a two-button mouse that I can't do with a one? Nothing. But you know what? When you get a, I don't want to say more expensive, but if you spend a little bit of money on a mouse, mm -hmm. and you get one that's ergonomically <clears throat> shaped to fit your hand well, that yep. has a scroll wheel, Mm -hmm. That has a second mouse button. Yep. Once you get used to that, going back to the stupid one button mouse is just like, ugh. I mean, and I know I'm going to catch flack for this. I know I will. Mm -hmm. But once you use a scroll wheel mouse, especially browsing the internet, you just don't want to go back. Now, I haven't no. used the Mighty Mouse, so I can't say one way or another whether mm -hmm. that's what you should buy or not. In fact, speaking of that, Chad. You and I should, this weekend, maybe go up to the Apple store. Go mm. up there and buy a Mighty Mouse. That's yeah, 50 bucks. Yeah. I've spent 50 bucks on a lot worse in my life, I tell it's you. true. I've got a Logitech mouse at home that I've been using for like four years now. Oh, I, well, the same with this. I've got a two-button uh, or a two-button scroll mouse from Microsoft that I bought for my G4, and I've had it for at least four years. Yeah, and, and that was the first thing I replaced on my G4 was yeah, the mouse. Yeah, I, I hate the... Do you remember the round mouse that came with the original iMac? Oh, the, the hockey pucks? The oh. Ugh, hated those. And, <clears> and I know, like I said, I know I'm going to catch flack for this. I don't like the shape or the feel of Apple's new mice. Ever since they came out with those... Um, I don't... What do you, the, the unibody click mice? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't like them. I just don't like them. the old Apple mice. I like those, mm. but the new ones I just don't like. When they stopped making beige mice, that's when it went bad for Apple. I think when it came to the mouse department. Mm. And again, we need to check out the Mighty Mouse, and yeah. you know, to be fair, but we don't have it right now. So if you're still using one of those crappy Apple mice, go go get a better mouse. Yeah, really, you're going to be happier. At first, you're going to think I don't like it. Nah, 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 nah. Trust me. Once you go with a multi-button scroll wheel mouse that mm -hmm. fits your hand well, you will never want to go back to the Apple mouse. Yeah. Uh, number five. Hard drive. Internal or external. Firewire or internal ATI. I don't care what it is. ATA. Um, you need more storage space. Yep. If for nothing else, backups. backups. Your data is what makes your computer useful. Mm -hmm. If I came to your house and completely erased your computer, what do you got? You've got a box. It doesn't mm -hmm. do anything without the software. Yeah. And I'm not talking about backing up the operating system. You can reinstall that from the original disks if you want. Either if you bought Tiger, you've got that, or the mm -hmm. restored disks that came. And I'm not also talking about the applications that you purchased, such as iTunes. You can download that again. GarageBand, you've got the backup CDs of those. Yep. Um, Anything else, you've probably got to back yeah, up Yeah, Microsoft or, Office, you've got yeah. the disks for that. Yeah. What you want to back up is your data, and that mm -hmm. includes the pictures you've taken, any documents you may have scanned yep. in, any email that you've written or received, mm -hmm. any songs you've downloaded or ripped from a CD. Yep. All that information is unique for your computer, so you need to back that up. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not necessarily saying go out and buy a backup program and do a daily backup. Mm-hmm. I would suggest you do that. But if you don't, at least have an external hard drive to back up those type of files too, so mm-hmm. you've got a copy of it if the worst ever happens. Yep. And trust me, at least once in your computing life, the worst is going to happen. Mm-hmm. You are going to lose your hard drive, and everything mm-hmm. on it's going to be toast. But if you've got a backup, and it's fairly a recent backup, yep. you're good to go. It's easy to buy a, a, an external hard drive or an internal hard drive, put it in there, and make a whole bunch of copies of all your stuff, mm-hmm. and then forget about it. And in the meantime, you've taken 400 new pictures, and you've purchased yeah. 25 new songs from the iTunes Music Store, mm-hmm. and you, you've got you know 3,000 emails since then, and you didn't back any of that up. Mm-hmm. Guess what? That's all going to be gone. Yep. So back up regularly and buy an external hard drive at the prices that they are now. Again, you can go to our some of our sponsors, smalldog.com, mm-hmm. ramjet.com, even our MacMod sponsor, techserve.com. Yep. They'll all have hard drives that you can buy relatively cheap for what you get. I mm-hmm. mean, you're talking about huge amounts of storage space. Right. And <laughs> it's going to be a lifesaver, trust me. Number six. A flat panel monitor. I know you don't have one right now either. No, I don't. Let me explain why you want a flat panel monitor. A lot of people, you know, I've got a 19-inch CRT. Mm -hmm. It's got a good picture, and you could probably say that right now. Yep. The difference is the longer you use a computer, the more hours you spend in front of a CRT monitor, the more problems you're going to have. Why? Because the the CRT monitors flicker at you. You may not even notice it, but they are. Mm Mm-hmm. And I noticed from when I switched from a 19-inch CRT to my 23-inch flat panel Mm -hmm. that my headaches using the computer went away almost overnight. Mm. It's it's just the constant blah from a CRT coming right at you the whole Mm -hmm. time gives me a headache. Mm -hmm. I can't look at them for extended lengths of time. But with the CRT, I don't, or the flat panel, I don't have that problem. You get better resolution a better picture mm-hmm. for the most part it's brighter a lot easier to move around on your desk mm-hmm. and trust me that becomes a big thing when you need to clean behind there yeah i mean I, what how much does your monitor weigh probably 50 pounds yeah so obviously i don't pick it up and, and dust underneath it very often right or even behind or it. blow out everything that's inside yeah. of there i'm sure it's full of dust right now yeah you know you don't have those problems with a with the flat panel c or a flat panel monitor mm-hmm. so if you're using an old monitor and you've got a little extra money to spend and you're thinking, I'd like to upgrade something on my machine, what should I get? I've already got an external hard drive like they're talking about. I'm running Tiger. Think about a flat panel monitor. Mm. Not necessarily one of the ones Apple sells, although those are very good. That's what I have. Mm-hmm. I have the first generation 23-inch cinema display. Yeah. Um, but almost any flat panel monitor nowadays is going to be better than the CRT that you're using. Mm. I will say with the exception of... Um, high-end graphic designers that need to calibrate their screen. It's much easier to calibrate a CRT than it is a flat panel. I've heard that mm-hmm. um, that's slowly changing, but it's yeah. not quite there yet. So if it's super color accuracy that you need 100% of the time in your monitor, then you're probably going to need to stick with a uh, CRT, CRT for yeah. the moment. So that was number six. Number seven. A digital camera. You just have no idea. If you don't have a digital camera, you don't know the the joy it is to have. Oh, yeah. You remember with the old cameras, a film camera, you wouldn't take pictures all the time. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to waste a picture on that. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody said that with the, they yep. went to take a picture and you went, oh, no, mm-hmm. I'll wait. I don't mm-hmm. want to take a picture of that. Or if you go to an event and say you got 24 mm-hmm. 
pictures that you can take. You just don't snap willy nilly. You take right. specific pictures, right? Mm -hmm. There's no such thing with the digital camera. You don't waste a shot with a digital camera. Yeah. You can take pictures of everything, and if the picture just is not any good, you just delete it. Mm -hmm. It's no big deal. You'll find with a digital camera that you will take many, many, many more pictures than you mm -hmm. ever did with a regular camera. I'm not saying that's necessarily a good thing, because nowadays it seems like no matter where you are, everybody's taking pictures, and then they rush home and look at them because they're you know they're nostalgic for five minutes ago. <laughs> but it, it's just really cool to have a digital camera. No, and here's a prime example. Um, my stepmother dug up a bunch of old photos of my parents, my father and mother, who both passed away, their wedding photos, huh. and photos when they were younger. And so uh, Kim, my wife, scanned them in using our scanner, and of course they came in as uh, as JPEGs, and I do not have Photoshop, so I can't touch them up. I said, why don't you do the Tad Sheeler, which Tad Sheeler, who co-hosts with us once in a while, took some of his photos and actually took pictures of them with his digital camera mm -hmm. so that he could import them and store them digitally. Yep. So I said, why don't you go ahead and take pictures of the ones we really like with the digital camera, we'll import them, we can tweak them using the iPhoto tools, well, you and could, then we've got them digitally. You, well, you could, after you did your scan, you could yeah. bring those scans into iPhoto and you could have retouched them there too. True. But if you don't have a flatbed scanner, mm -hmm. that's another way of yeah. making copies of pictures. You take a picture of the picture. Mm -hmm. um, Tad actually had a projector that he was using, and he was taking a picture um, of the projector with his movie camera. Mm. So he, I think it was maybe 16 millimeter or something like that mm -hmm. of his old home home movies, and mm -hmm. I'm sure he'll email us and correct us if I'm making a mistake. Yeah. And he basically just aimed his digital video camera at that, mm. and that came out real well as, as, as well, so that mm -hmm. was pretty neat. But a, a digital camera is something that once you have one, you can't imagine why you waited so long. Right. I'm pretty sure most of our listeners have them, but if you don't, buy one. Yep. You will be very happy. And it just they just work with the Macintosh. Mm -hmm. They just work. You plug it in, iPhoto launches and says, what do you want to do? Do you want to import these pictures? And after we import them, you want to delete the pictures off the mm -hmm. camera? It, this is a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. But remember, if you take a lot of pictures... You really, really, really need to back up your computer. Yep. That's what you need the external for, uh, hard drive for. Number eight. iPod. It kind of, I mean, you know, it, it's not just a music player. Mm -hmm. You can take it in your car. You can go running with it. But you can also back up files to it. Whenever I come over here to Chad's house, the MyMac.com recording studios, mm -hmm. and I need to bring digital files with me, guess what I put it on? On the iPod. On the iPod, come over here, plug it in, boom, there's the files. Yep. Number nine. And this one is only for laptop owners, uh, wireless airport. Once you go wireless on your, your laptop computer, you will never, ever go back. I'm going to go back and edit out that. Nah, ring. we're, nah, okay. we're recording right now. Okay. So we're just going to leave that phone ringing in there. Well, the phone rings over with, so. <laughs> So it's the wireless airport, sorry about that. Yeah, wireless airport, once you go wireless, you never go back. Yeah. Uh, number 10. Broadband internet connection, and I totally agree with that. Uh, a lot of people, most people that are probably listening to this podcast already have broadband. Otherwise, yeah. why would they download a 30 megabyte file over a 56K modem that would just be painful? Ooh. If you've got relatives, like I have relatives, that still don't have a broadband connection, mm -hmm. and they just don't see the point of it, 
you really need them to convert over because it's so much faster it actually makes the internet worthwhile mm -hmm. you can do everything so much faster yeah I can't tell you how many times I've gone and helped a relative who just got a new broadband connection on their Mac and just the joy of seeing them go wow these pages I mean I can actually start using the internet for stuff so if you've got a relative or a friend that still doesn't have broadband get them switched over yep. they really really need a broadband connection so that's the tech top 10 things you must have with your Mac as far as hardware other than Tiger. Yep. So uh, that's our show. Again, check out MyMac.com for the latest. We've got a lot of great content up there right now, including Where Have All the Epsons Gone? A great, great article and discussion from John Nemirovsky. Uh We've got Ending Spam by Jonathan Zdarsky. Uh, it's a book review by David K. Avery. And again, take a look at Hurricane Relief. That's my post under the blogs, and it has a big picture of the hurricane and FEMA. Please give if you can. Yep. Thanks. We'll be back next week. Be sure to send us some feedback at mymacpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. Let us know what your top ten things are, and we'll read some of those feedbacks next week. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast at our RSS feed at MyMac.com or by visiting the iTunes Music Store's podcast section. Please send all feedback to MyMacPodcast at gmail.com. And thanks for listening to the MyMac.com podcast.